right, Patrick, I'm fired up this morning. Uh, where are we starting? Uh, where we always start politics, right? Yeah. Well, sometimes, I mean, once, a, you know, we were starting to talk some sports. Once in there. a while. Uh, yeah, we got yeah. into sports. So, actually, we probably should start quickly with the unfortunate tragedy yesterday at the uh, University of Virginia, where uh, three football players were shot, uh, which would now be Sunday night around 1030, uh, returning with a bus of, of individuals from a class returning from DC. Uh, again, some of the information is still a little uh, not confirmed, but uh, returned. And an ex-football player who was on the bus with them for some reason decided to shoot five people, killing three Virginia football players. And uh, yeah, so that was our you know major breaking news all day yesterday. Oh, it was so okay. Um, so Patrick, wait, what is the update as of this morning? There is there's no motive, right? Like that they've released. Not not clear yet. So this individual, I believe his name is Darnell Jones. Uh, you know. Okay, let me tell Darnell check. Christopher Jones or Christopher Darnell Jones. Not a hundred percent sure. Played football. Looks like in 2018. For UVA and not sure of his status over the next several years. Uh, 23-year-old individual was apparently in the class with these other students and who happened to have, you know, th- be three football players in that group and uh, went to DC actually for a class field trip on Sunday, I believe to see a play. Mm. And, uh, yeah, when they got back to campus, uh, there was a shooting on the bus and I think right outside the bus. So, yeah. Yeah, Christopher Darnell Jones Jr. Yeah. now faces, you know, three charges of second-degree murder and other things. But, yeah, yeah. I know. So, and then he was uh, not in custody for several hours. <clears throat> and um, and actually, we were covering the press conference live, Fox 5, when uh, the captain came over to the uh, president and the uh, – chief of police of UVA and whispered to them that they had uh, the suspect in custody. So a few of the other local stations were not covering the press conference when that happened. Why? I have no idea, but anyway, just a side note on, uh, you know, yeah, your breaking news coverage, yeah. and that was set. I mean, national news. Obviously, yesterday, you know, even I, here I don't in know LA, how you leave that. I don't know how you leave that press conference to go back to you know women's daytime programming but whatever so that's yeah so we'll we'll, we'll continue to follow that and um mm. and then everything else is you know election 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 right yeah we're still finding out right um yeah so results. i think it's pretty much yeah you know, we're getting down to the uh, end which is you know i've been arguing with someone about how long it's taken arizona to count okay so arizona finally Finally, uh, the Arizona governor's race was finally called last night for for Katie Hobbs, the Democrat, over Trump endorsed Carrie Lake. That was a you know very closely watched contest, especially considering that many or most, whatever word you want to use, of the Trump endorsed candidates did not fare well in the election. Yeah, uh, certainly Katie. I mean, Carrie Lake, high profile, former news anchor, uh, 
went all in on Trump and uh, or Trump went it all on her, vice versa. Election denier, conspiracy theorist. And, uh, you know, to your point about the polls, you know, was supposedly leading by two to three points going into election day and uh, and looks like going to lose by just about a point. So, uh, yeah, just a high level kind of synopsis. Obviously, it turned out to be a much, much, much better election for the Dems than had been predicted. Yeah, having like said big that, time. Yeah. Yeah. But having said that. OK. You know, just like two years ago when Biden won the presidency, but the Republicans picked up 14 seats in the House didn't lose nearly as many Senate seats as had been predicted. I mean, I don't remember the numbers, but two years ago, the Republicans had to defend even more Senate seats in comparison to Democrats than they did this year. And this year was, I believe, almost two to one Republicans having to defend. Uh, In the end, the Republicans are still going to take the House by two seats, three seats, Right now, they're sitting at 215. They've picked up 18. 204 for the Dems. They've picked up five. So it's a net 13 gain right now. I don't think it's going to end up a net 13. It's probably going to end up net seven, eight, or nine. Okay. I had predicted 21. So clearly, I was off, but as most were off, I never bought into the 30 to 35, like many were saying, red wave and all this stuff. Uh, But in the end, to me, There's two stories. The traditional Republican candidates, the more rational, fiscally responsive, you know, anti-crime Republicans did well. The extreme Trump-endorsed, election-denying, radical positions on abortion lost did poorly, except for a few here and there. And, you know, you know, Trump will point to J.D. Vance, his endorsed candidate for Senate in Ohio. Yeah, he won by six, seven points. OK, the Republican governor, who is not a Trumper, won by 23.1. Mm-hmm. The disparity there is for Ohio is absolutely a red state now. Right. It's red. It's 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 clearly red. But when you start going around and look at the Oz race and the Herschel Walker race and now the Carrie Lake race and the Mark Kelly Democratic Senator from Arizona race and some of these congressional districts, like we said last week, Virginia 7, Virginia 10, where they were ripe to get beat. Wexton, especially Spanberger, should have lost if there was a moderate, strong Republican that ran against her. Yet they put up Yesley Vega, who anti, uh, you know, 100% anti-abortion, no exceptions, uh, election denier, yada, yada, yada. So that leaves us with the Dems feeling pretty good. The Republicans are at a a fork in the road, per se. Trump's going to announce his presidency tonight, it looks like, which is just mind boggling. You got to uh, give me all your thoughts on this. I mean, I mean, like if you're Ron DeSantis, okay, because 
I'm I'm just so curious. Like, what are you hearing from all your Republican friends? What do you think? I mean, uh, what do you think this means? Why is he doing? I mean, we know why he's doing this. He's just absolutely delusional. But he's a narcissist, delusional, uh, can't get out of the spotlight. But he's also being emboldened by several high-ranking Republicans who refuse including the head of the RNC, Ronna McDaniel, who's running for re-election. How she'll get re-elected is just mind-boggling. But the Kevin McCarthy's of the world who basically sold his soul. And I don't say this lie, in my opinion, a, a almost do nothing. Doesn't even compare to Pelosi's political savvy. Sold his soul to Trump. Scalise. And several... Now, you, you have had... You know, several high-ranking Republicans who have now verbally come out. You know, obviously Pence finally. Oh yes, you know, that Pence big is interview. getting. By the way, Mike Pence is getting all this credit for like saying that you know Trump was wrong. You know what? Two years too late. Sorry, Mike. Sorry, and he still can't go full in against Trump because you know what? They're trying to walk that fine line where they don't want to lose Trump's thirty percent in case he doesn't run and or you know continues to falter. But, but do you think they're really – see, this is my thing to the Republican Party. You really think you're going to lose that 30 percent? You really don't think that they're going to get on board of Ron DeSantis? I mean, Ron DeSantis is like Trump, but like no, more see, with I it. I think that is an unfair – I have this argument with a lot of people. Okay. The media is portraying Ron DeSantis as a smart Trump. They're doing that on purpose, okay, okay. because they want people to still think of Ron as Trump. So when Biden runs against him or somebody else, Ron DeSantis is a hundred times better, in my opinion. Yeah, he has some far, he has some more right positions. Okay, he's a Republican and he's a conservative. Okay, he is what he is. Well, but I he's mean, not he's, Trump. He's very he's very so smart in that you know I, I can't believe. Because all we heard about, right, and I guess I guess this is true, but all we heard about in this midterm, you know, obviously abortion, very important, totally get it. I mean, you know, I think we all know the country's moderate on abortion. Uh, and, of course, demo- you know, democracy, right, saving our state of democracy, which is so important. But, I mean, I do think, you know, the woke stuff is still right there. The COVID yeah. stuff is still right there. I, I, I just Ron had this argument. I, ha- I just had this argument yesterday with somebody. Just like... I was saying two years ago when Biden won, the Republicans actually had a fairly good election except for Trump. This time, I think uh, clearly the Dems did better than everyone thought. But if the Dems believe they did better because of policies this time, they're making a big mistake. They did better just like Biden did two years ago because – they're not Trump or they're endorsed by Trump or they're election deniers or their radical position on abortion, which is a policy. So I think the Dems have to be very cautious when it comes to the policies. Okay. And I think, you know, you know, you can always read too much into an election, right? Too much. Races are local. You know, Oz was a bad candidate. He lost. McCormick probably beats Fetterman. Herschel, bad candidate. Somebody if Somebody Kemp endorsed instead of Herschel was running against um, uh, Warnock. Warnock probably loses, right? Oh, I think think everywhere. A more moderate Republican in Arizona 
absolutely beats Katie Hobbs. So, and by the way, all these races were still pretty close. The Oz race turned out to be not as close, four points, five points, whatever it ended up being, which is a big win for Fetterman. Uh, but, I mean, look at Warnock. I mean, Herschel, you want to talk about a flawed candidate, endorsed by Trump, all these issues. Oh, my God, so many. It's still a point, right? And has to go to a runoff. So Dems shouldn't read too much into this. I think DeSantis, okay, yeah. if, he wants, if he wants a run. Yeah. And I only say that because, you know, everyone believes he's going to run and he should run and yada, yada, yada. It's a big decision. You know you have a huge fight on your hands. He's going to have to make that personal decision. And if he makes it, I think right now his strategy is exactly how he should play it. Ignore Trump. Let Trump continue to falter. Let more Republicans like Mo Brooks and 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 um, Cassidy and others come out against Trump, distance themselves from him. Let McConnell see who the leadership is in the Republican Party. Um, and then it, if he decides to go, then you go, you go hard. You, 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 you just, you, you just go hard. Talk about the future, not the past. You talk about what it means to be a true Republican. You talk about how, you know, Trump can't, other than himself, he's had terrible elections. He cost them the Senate two years ago. He cost them the House four years ago, or whatever it was. Look, he cost him the presidential election. I mean, you know, you cost and I have talked about this. Cost him the presidential election. It was so he, close in you know, so the many January sixth, and you just start piling all these on. Listen, the best thing that can happen to Democrats and Joe Biden is if Trump gets the nomination. And I know they're you hoping. Know, you know, I lean more Republican <laughs> than Democratic. I'm done with, and I mean, I have been done from the beginning, but if the Republican leadership wants to placate to Trump, I'm done with them. Like I'm done. Like I, this, this either needs to be DeSantis, Yunkin. I mean, I'll throw Hogan in the mix, although he'll never get through the primary, but I'll throw him in, uh, you know, Pence, Pompeo, whoever you want to throw in the mix. It should not be Donald Trump. And if you think Donald Trump is somehow going to, you know, I, I, by the way, where, where's I, the, I, where's I the investigation on, on, I'm starting to think this Mar-a-Lago raid, you know, I saw an article today, I believe it was in the Washington Post saying that their sources are telling them that they, they believe that Trump only took the classified data or information because, you know, for, for nostalgic reasons and to feel like he still had some control or something, you know, uh, you know he was still connected to, to the white house. That sounds like they're like soft peddling this, like, and eh, maybe there's not going to be charges here. Um, I don't know. I don't know. You know okay. Maybe the Dems don't want to charge him, right? Maybe they don't, maybe they want him to run. And st- because the, the Dems will have a bit better chance at the presidency in two years. I don't know. Oh, I mean, if he if he's the nominee, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's Joe Biden, Gavin Newsom. Here's I mean, the they'll danger, totally though. Win. Never say never, right? No one thought he could win four years ago or whatever, what is it now, eight years ago or six years ago, whatever it was. 2016. So six years ago. 
no one ever thought he could win. You don't know what's going to happen over the next year and a half, right? At no, the end of the right. day, right. if the economy still struggles, if crime still continues to go up, I mean, you look at the Georgias, the Arizonas, the Wisconsins, the Ohios, the Nevadas, you know, the five, six, seven states that actually decide the presidency. To think Trump can't win Georgia this time or or, or Arizona. Now, I think Arizona probably a stretch with the full Democratic leadership now that they have two senators although Sienema, I believe, is up in two years. Um, you don't know that. <laughs> you know, I also You're believe, right. You're right. You I don't also know. believe the Republicans lost for two more reasons. And also Trump's fault. Trump ver- was very vocal against mail-in ballots. Okay? Very vocal. And... The elections are rigged rhetoric. So what happens when that Republicans, this you know, who believe Trump or follow Trump, or then they hear it from the local politicians or state or federal politicians about elections being rigged and mail-in voting and yada yada yada. So they don't mail in vote. They choose to vote in person. Well, shit happens, right? Some days you don't vote in person, you don't feel good, you don't get there. Oh, sure. Whatever, Numerous right? things can happen. Yeah. So the Dems all in on the mail in has helped them. Two when you hear things are rigged, maybe you don't vote. Maybe you just say, hey, the election's rigged. I'm not going to vote. Right? So two, those two things could have hurt the Republicans as well. Uh, now, having said that, I don't think it should take two weeks to count election votes or a week. Like, it's just ridiculous. Like, figure it out. I'm not saying I don't, I, I, I don't deny the results at all. I'm just saying change the system or the rules or pass new rules that allow you like Florida, Ohio, even New York. Boom. You had, you know, results. Let's go get them out. Like, I mean, look at your state. Ah, We're still, you still have have some small districts at like 62%. What are you doing? Right. And I believe, even though I believe that, they're double checking, triple checking signatures, making sure the integrity is there. The longer it takes, the more people believe and have less confidence in the results. So I, I, I think you have to what if you're in a state that takes forever to count, you have to figure that out. Right. Bring more people in to just change some systems or workflow or what, what have you. Uh, but listen, at the end of the day. You get them right, and um, I guess if you have to wait, you know, several days, you have to wait several days, right? Yeah, so. right. I don't, I don't <sighs> mind that so much. Um, and I'm curious, have you seen any stories like was this a record turnout for? Um, yeah, that's a good question for a midterm. I haven't yeah, seen that. I yet. haven't either. Well, the the other point for the Republicans, and again, this is a meaningless stat, <clears throat> but maybe not a meaningless stat. The Republicans are going to win the popular vote for congressional races okay. by several million. Take that for what it's worth. Again, races are individual. It's not a popular vote for the president, like where people look at, oh, you know, 
Hillary got six million more, Biden got eight million more, but Trump still won against Hillary. Again, I'm not sure there's, but there is something there when you could say three million more Republican, three three million more people voted for Republicans nationally for congressional districts than they did for Dems. Dems always like to throw out the popular vote, right? So that's what I'm saying. Dems, and I will say, I give Biden credit. I said it last week about the MAGA. He painted the extreme candidates under the MAGA umbrella, which is very smart. He also, I thought in his speech post-election, had the right tone, although he got confused halfway through it. Um, which, okay, well, he started it, out strong. Okay, which what was the out, tone? This is, well, this is it, fascinating. It was basically not let's work together let's not read too much into this i mean he didn't say those words but that it wasn't like we kicked your ass we did this we're the best uh, you know like trump would have done it was i thought it was the right tone i mean at the end of the day it's 50 50 or 51 49 and you're talking 220 to 215 yeah 216 right whatever the you know it's so freaking close. It's so close. This, you're right. That's very I mean, you're smart. talking about governors. I mean, even New York, right? Obviously, Hochul was going to win. Everyone, you know, Zeldin had a run at the end. They looked at some polls. They thought he had a chance. He lost by six, seven points. But that's close in New York. That's close for a Republican. Zeldin's message of crime and 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 financial policies it worked i mean arizona was super close and then look what the santis did he beat gilliam by i think it had to go to recount but 0.04 something like that you know four years ago he beat charlie chris by 20 points in florida think about that that the state of Florida, Democrats, well, independents, believe him to be a great leader through COVID, how he's handled schools, how he handled Disney, how he handled the hurricane. And that gives him such an advantage over Trump. He has a proven manager of people, a state, policies, process. Trump doesn't have that. And... I saw a poll yesterday. I can't remember what it was. I think it was a reputable poll, maybe Gallup or one of them, that actually had DeSantis up by 13 points in Iowa, 12 points in New Hampshire over Trump. So if those are even remotely true, I believe DeSantis should ignore Trump, even all the – when he calls him, you know, de-sanctimonious. Who and cares? I mean, it's so cares. old. It's so and, tired. It's so old. Ignore it. No one cares. do it. To me, DeSantis should act like the front runner. He doesn't have to call out Trump. He should never call out Trump. He should run for president. He doesn't have to punch him in the nose. He doesn't have to piss off all his, you know, if you want to call it 30% of Trump's base right now. Do none of it. You know, I know, because um, Trump is just going to hang himself, don't you? Th- I mean, right. it's just he's act the worst. Like, act like the front runner. Don't react to the bully. Don't give Trump oxygen. Ignore him, ignore him, ignore him. Even when he announces, don't even mention his name. You run for president, run your campaign. And Trump, I think, will bury himself. Okay, so I want to go back to two things that you said. So first, 
Ron DeSantis is only 44 years old. So if you were advising Ron DeSantis, and of course this is purely speculative, but I mean, would you, because you know, everybody says there's like this fine, you know, there's this window to run for president because it's a, it's a lot of things, right? It's about momentum. It's like where the country's at. It's, you know, who your opponents are. Would you advise Ron DeSantis to run? Or do you think because he's only 44, let Trump be the nominee and go again and... I think if you truly believe that you are the right person for that position, being president of the United States, if DeSantis truly believes that and is willing to do everything it takes to win that, you got to go now. To me, Chris Christie, perfect example. Chris Christie had a window. When, when they had, when the Sandy happened, he was getting very good kudos at the time for how he handled that. I think his approval rating in New Jersey for a Republican governor, very liberal state, was in the kind of like where Hogan was in the 60 range at the time. Remember, Obama embraced him, you know, gave him a hug or they chuck it, whatever. I, I, Chris, Chris Christie didn't run when he should have run, right? He waited. And he should have challenged. I think it would have been against Obama again, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I don't remember the years. When, when was Sandy? Sandy was in 2000 and... I don't know. Would it, would it have been 2012? 20... Yeah, it must so, have been 2012, right? Yeah, so early... T- so that was, um, that was Obama, second term. So he would have had to run against Obama, but... You know what? He chose not to run. Romney got the nomination that got crushed in in the general. So back to your original question. I think if DeSantis goes through all, you know, lines up his support, family's okay, you know, ready to go, up for a fight, you go for it. Because in four years, actually it's six years, he'll start running in four. He'll be out of Florida as governor, right? You know, when you're out, you're out. And, you know, it's hard to, like, look at Nikki Haley, right? Right. It's hard to get the momentum, right? Because you don't have the spotlight. You don't have the spotlight. You don't have, you're not leading. You're not, I mean, really Trump is the only one because the media loves Trump for whatever reason. Listen, he, he, you know, they look, you know, they're going to cover it live tonight and yeah, yeah. Well, he, it's good for both parties, right? I mean, for the Democrats, they love the coverage because people are so, you know, either they love him or they're so impassioned. And of course, now with January 6th and everything we've learned about him, I mean, obviously, I think Americans have spoken. You know, people realize I, I democracy. I read something yesterday that was interesting. And again, you, you, you could debate this all day long, depending on what where your policy, your positions on all these policies are, you know, Republican policies, Democratic policies, Trump policies, whatever. I think what this election showed, and I agree, and I, I, I can't remember who said it. it. Might have been an opinion piece in the Wall Street Journal or, or somewhere. The Republicans just don't want the crazy anymore. They were they were willing to accept the crazy to win in 2016, right? Because a they didn't know how crazy it was actually going to be, right? Right. And they thought it was just a Twitter crazy thing. They thought it was like cute and. You know, he, you know, he was, he was just different, yeah, right? Yeah, it and was like this whole, run. he shoot from the hip, you know, he was going to he was also being embraced by the, you know, he was on Scarborough every morning. He was on CNN every other day. 
Fox and you know, it was like a big, oh my God, could this guy really, and, and listen, it started out as a joke in essence, people treated it. So, and then as he picked up momentum and you know, started with the little Rubio and the, the boring Jeb or whatever you called him, um, uh, what do you call him? Slow Jeb or no okay. mojo, whatever. I forget what he called Jeb, something with that. But I think the crate people don't want the crazy anymore. No, and I agree. They want they they might want the policies. So if you could find, in essence, maybe a DeSantis who's not the crazy, has more conservative positions. Yeah, listen, but, I know, mean, I think has just a plan, right? I mean, that was, I think, what you found out with Trump is like there was no plan. It was just total chaos. It was, you know, it was a, a complete narcissist. Yeah, that really had zero experience. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, again, Ron I think DeSantis you're going to see you're going to see liberal you're going to see liberal more liberal pundits, and you know they're going to try to paint him as we said when we started. You know, a smarter Trump, and I don't think that's good for this. I think it's actually smart to try to paint him as a smarter Trump. Um, Wait, you think you think that's a good idea or you think people see through that? Like, Because they're obviously painting and they want to associate him with Trump. So people are turned off by Ron correct, DeSantis. Correct. Right. Yeah, so yeah. you think that's smart by the yes, more. Correct. I think it's a smart marketing move against media. DeSantis. Gotcha. Yeah. I think Trump's. You know, the problem now, here's the problem for DeSantis, though, or anybody else. You know, there's still a lot of Republican leaders in the leadership positions who are afraid of Trump, right? Or they've sold or sold to Trump, or they feel they owe him. You know, like the head of the RNC, she should be, she, she, should, she shouldn't be, I'm not saying she has yet, but she, you know where she stands on Trump, right? She was all in, she lost, like, I know. And it's so funny to me that there there's any loyalty to him because politics is like notoriously not loyal. I mean, you know, it's like, you know, you're I don't know. I don't understand how. And let's assume that Kevin McCarthy's role are smart. I'm not sure they are, but let's assume they are. Okay. How could you look at the landscape right now and think Trump's your future? I, I don't understand. I don't either. I, I didn't. But no McCarthy wants to be speaker, so he sold his soul to Trump. Because if he doesn't, if he doesn't back Trump, he probably doesn't win the leadership. Um, the the danger again with Trump is the Republican primary voters. They'll tend to be more right, older, more blue collar, more non college. And you've seen it where these extreme candidates get elected in the primaries and then just get crushed in the, in the like uh, Mastriano in Pennsylvania and, you know, Dan Cox in, in Maryland. And- I mean, everywhere, you know, even, you know, Maine governor race, right? Janet Mills reelected um, against Paul LePage, who was a huge Trump guy. You know, I mean, it's just it's I'm trying to aside from J.D. Vance, I mean, and a couple other maybe smaller um, races, but it's like, where has a Trump endorsed candidate done extremely no. well? And you know, you know, we've talked about where the Democrats have spent money in the primaries this past year, propping up election deniers or more extreme sure. candidates, They're knowing brilliant. or believing they would beat that. And it's worked. Yeah, brilliant. 
will they buy ads for Trump? Why not? I mean, it's, it's working. I mean, it's dangerous, dangerous. But if you truly believe that Trump. Will they will they buy ads to attack DeSantis? Will the Democrats buy ads in Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina? Oh, probably. Yeah. To to attack DeSantis. They're going to try to paint him, like you said, with Trump. They're going right. to extreme. Like, yeah. They're going to do everything extreme. they can. Little, I mean, little little Ron. <laughs> none of that's going to work. It's like, good luck. You got to, you know, I, I, I just, I cannot believe that's he's gonna... why, I, you know, I completely disagree with the, with, with a friend of mine who I argue with. DeSantis is doing the exact thing he should ignore Trump. Don't engage. Don't react. You're a candidate. If you're going to run, you run your own campaign, attack him when you have to in the debates attack him in you know advertising don't react to trump don't fuel don't give him oxygen because that's what he thrives on it he thrives on it and he's better than anyone else that's ever played the game at it because the media picks it up they write it i mean look at the sanctimonious thing who cares if donald trump called ron DeSantis? no one cares no one cares well I mean- you know what how many places did you see that in the press I'm going to say half a dozen. I feel like the Post I saw it, ran yeah, it, everywhere. Yeah. you know. I mean, I probably follow more news organizations than you do. It was everywhere. You, yeah, you do. I mean, but, you know, but we also know this, right? We work in media. I mean, they, they have to print a story. You know, I mean, come yeah, on. I our news it. cycles are getting it. bigger and bigger. They're going to they're gonna pick up everything on both sides to if some DeSantis degree. If DeSantis announces he'll do a fantastic speech, he'll talk about, he'll take jabs, he'll, he'll, he'll talk about the future. He'll talk about how well he did in Florida. He'll talk about his Christian faith. Because you need the Christian right in the primaries. You absolutely do, or you cannot win. He'll, he'll talk about his Latina, Hispanic vote success in Florida. He'll talk about how he, um, his, you know, his leadership through COVID and you know, blah, blah, blah. The woke stuff. I, I look. I. I mean. And listen. At the like end of the day, if the really Republicans good... nominate Donald Trump again, they deserve, they deserve to lose. They deserve what they get. Yeah. Absolutely. What they get. Um, oh God. There because was la- last thing on Paul. Because I believe, and again, I don't know if DeSantis will win a hundred percent. You know, elections are tough, especially national presidential elections. Right. And so There's many things been, happen. Right. It's like... You thought Howard Dean was a shoe in nominee, and he had a breakdown, and the press took it out of context, and. He was toast, and it's happened to so many, 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 many front runners, right? Look at Hillary Clinton. Couldn't even win the presidency. You thought she was a shoe in 10, 11 point win, you thought, against Trump. So you never know. Two years is a long time. Shit happens, right? But as I said last week, the Dems have to defend so many Senate seats, like Sienema in, uh, in, 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 in Arizona, Manchin in West Virginia, who's vulnerable, potentially, and others. There's uh, Ohio. So if they nominate the right candidate that can rally the country, the Republicans can have a true wave election in two years. But if they nominate Trump and extreme candidates to run against vulnerable senators when they have to defend two to one, this time Dems to ours, in two years, if they nominate DeSantis and they let him run a strong campaign, 
They'll, I believe they'll get the presidency, they'll get the Senate and the House. They'll have it all. Oh, fascinating. Because at the end of the day, I don't believe the Dems have the policies to win back the country. I think the Not I think they've won the last proves- two elections. I believe they only won the last two elections because of Trump and extreme candidates. That's it. And I think the abortion decision helped them a little bit. Oh, yeah, sure. that definitely helped. Um, okay, let's move on. Right. There is a lot of sports stuff going yes. on. Uh, I think last week, right after we talked election, uh, was that when Carl Racine, the attorney general in D.C., filed the lawsuit against Dan yeah. Snyder, Roger Goodell, the commanders? Uh, so much brewing there. Of course, that longtime investigation into, like, sexual harassment, the, uh, you know, kind of work environment with the commanders has never been released. People want that released. What's your take on all this? And of course, I think it's been a couple weeks now since supposedly Dan Snyder is looking to sell the team. So again, I'm not an attorney, but I play one on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> yep, of course. We do. So we any, le- any, any legal yeah. opinions or advice you hear, take it with, you know, a very, very little grain of salt. I think Carl Racine conceptually is right. We need to know. They need to release. I I don't think the NFL has been as transparent as they should have been on this investigation. I also don't think certainly the commanders have been and Snyder and, and so forth. But I also think Carl Racine was, you know, looking for a publicity stunt. They don't really have standing. It's a civil suit. Uh, I think it gets thrown out pretty easily so and also i think he could like kind of screw up what else is going on here you know you know snyder already said he's looking to do something maybe sell i think the momentum was with or against snyder from the other owners and does this screw that up a little bit like i don't i don't know i don't i don't i just don't think this was the right thing from the D.C. Attorney General. Uh, he's right again in what he says that this all should come out, and he's you know, you know, you know. There's clearly something where there's smoke, there's fire, right? So uh, now, conversely, I've been very critical of Ron Rivera, the coach, especially early in the season. You know, I have to give him a lot of credit right now. The team's five and five. They upset the the, the Philadelphia Eagles last night on the road. Taylor Heineke, who you know, was the backup, now starter for – because Wentz got hurt, probably the starter for the rest of the season. He's like a great story. Definitely not the future quarterback. He's a backup. But, you know, people are going crazy last night. You know, he didn't have a great night, yet they won. So people think he had a great night. I mean, he had like a 66 quarterback rating, which is very low, only threw for 211 yards, had an interception, no TDs. But they won. They're five and five, and you know they actually have a shot at the playoffs, which is crazy. <laughs> In a year with all this controversy, their main quarterback gets hurt. Chase Young, you know, probably their best defensive player prior to his injury, has been out for over a year. Returns next week. They play Houston next week, who's not a very good team. So you know, at the end of the next week, if they play a good game, they could be six and five. And maybe in a playoff spot, which is which is crazy. I know that's wild. And they've already played the Eagles twice, who are the best team in the division. So that's out of the way. Uh, 
so crazy, you know, just, just very World Cup getting ready to start next oh, week. I know. Super excited. week. Yes. Yeah, so believe uh, has, me. Uh, has liberal Dan, is he very excited? <laughs> very. Well, our Thanksgiving. Actually, is, course, that, is he, he's progressive, Dan. He's not even liberal. Oh, oh, I mean, yeah, we, is, we can should. Can we call is he woke, Dan? Oh, 100%. We should have. Actually, I think he gets mad when I say that. So I don't yeah. know. You know, I don't know um, what we'll his just call, definition we'll call him is. Progre- we'll call him progressive, Dan. He's very, very liberal, 100%. Yes. Le- le- lefty, Dan? Yes, lefty. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We're trying to think of like an iteration here that rhymes with Dan. But yeah, um, I know. Yeah, he. Uh, yes, 100%. So, so um, no, World Cup, very excited. U.S. opens up. A week from yesterday, Monday, the twenty-first, against Wales. Oh, I know. Our Thanksgiving is based around when these games yeah. are. So, you know, clearly, really want the U.S. to get out of the group stage. They play Wales, then England the day after Thanksgiving, and then they play Iran to finish it off. You know, conventional wisdom says they need to win one, tie one, lose one get four points and most likely they probably get through. So, okay. you know, Thai Wales, even if they lose to England, then they go beat Iran, get four points. Maybe goal differential comes into play. Uh, I think four probably gets them through. But if, if they beat Wales out of the gate, they have a very, very good chance of going through. Like win, come out of the gate, win their first game, lose to Wales, could be a struggle. Because if you lose to Wales and then you lose to England, you're done. Okay. Most most likely not. Oh, all um, right. Well, big games. Okay. Oh yeah. The, the the first game in a in a in a group stage where there's four teams, you know, gotta gotta get at least a point or three that first okay. game because if you go if you go behind when well if you give Wales three points, then then you know Wales still gets to play Iran. You know, they get to six, you're done. You don't control your own destiny with that loss. So okay. anyway. Uh anything else? Anything else we need to cover? <sighs> trying to think. It was just uh what other what other what other major stories have been I was trying to think if there's any other I don't local... I don't know enough about this crypto crisis. The FTX, Tom Brady endorsed crypto company that I looked know. like there was some alleged fraud. And, I got to get uh, into this because, you know, I, I are you in crypto at all? I don't no, know if you can. I disclose don't understand it. it. OK, no, I'm not. Well, I bought I, I seven hundred dollars worth I, of crypto. I, I might be through one of the funds or something. I, I don't believe so. No, I don't understand it. Well, it's I'll tell you, I think I bought seven hundred dollars worth of crypto and now it's worth like $200. And then I go to the crypto.com account and they're like, uh, your withdrawals are frozen for 24 hours. And then like every day you go back, it's like withdrawals are frozen. <laughs> You're like, oh my God. This yeah, isn't no, worth I, I don't understand. Crap. Um, well, it's, I mean, this FTX thing is, is enormous because $10 billion is, is of investors money has just disappeared. You know, of course they were down in the yeah, Bahamas. And it's weird. Like, you know, the Washington Post did an article, and they didn't say it was potentially fraud. Like it was a very like vanilla article on the owner, or the guy who founded it. He's lost thirty two billion. He's you know bankrupt. I'm sure he still has money somewhere. Oh, of course. Uh, but he's like a media darling. It's like, I mean, is he Madoff? Two well, That's or, what they're or maybe not out. even Madoff. Is he Enron? Or like, what is he? Like, is he? Is he? You know. I'm sure there's going to be a 
SEC investigation and other things, but um, well, I mean, you know, are we that shocked? I mean, crypto is it, it's the the unique thing is the blockchain, right? And like, basically, you can transfer money without the government yeah. knowing that you're okay. Well, you know, how long is that going to last until the government, of course, is going to figure out a way to regulate? In a, in a way, our banking system, that's great because, of course, your money is insured. I mean, and it's it's all based on the idea that people – it is a Ponzi scheme, right? They need people to keep investing and believing that Bitcoin is something. Yeah. I don't, again, I don't know enough about it, but – Well, thank God you didn't put all your uh, retirement you got, in you FTX. You got 40, $40 billion disappearing. Gone. <laughs> gone. <laughs> so, uh, no, just everything else – so you ready for Thanksgiving? Ready for Thanksgiving. We're going to San Francisco to visit friends and uh, see San Francisco. So we're staying on the West Coast. Nice. Um, yeah, everything. Yeah, it's good. What are you doing? Yeah, so you... there's no no podcast next week because I'm, I'm, oh, you're I'm go- out. Okay, where are you going? What are you guys doing? you going down to North Carolina? Uh, no, I'm actually staying put, but I'm just out. So Oh, look at you <laughs> taking time off. Okay. Uh, and all right. Are you doing like any sort of, are you? Are yeah, we- we're going to friend's house where, uh, they do, uh, on, th- on Wednesday night, they call it Italian night. And then the Thanksgiving, probably playing golf Tuesday and Wednesday, depending on, it's going to be chilly, but we'll probably still play. Uh, and then, you know, get fat drunk and happy on Thanksgiving and watch the England USA game the next day. Yeah. So I got to lose five pounds from now. Can I lose five (laughs) pounds from now until next Wednesday? Give it up. You're not going to lose five pounds between now. Yeah. So, but, but I'm going to definitely gain five. So therefore on Monday, the, uh, whatever that is date, um, 28th, 20. Yeah. Yeah. 28th. Yeah. Hit the scale, baby. Don't All right. Well, you know what? why don't you weigh in live on the podcast? I need to eat that tofu shit that Dan eats. <laughs> yeah, mushroom loaf. Mushroom loaf. We'll send you a photo on that. We'll send you the recipe. Yes. <laughs> yeah, can you send me? Can you send me the mushroom tofu loaf, please, so I can? I will. Oh my god! Hilarious. <laughs> How All are right, you Patrick? doing? Great. All is well out here. Good. Yeah. Oh, Things by the way, busy. did anyone win the LA mayoral race yet? Um, I know we we were talking about this before we started. Well, it looks like Karen Bass is going to win, right? All okay. these mail in ballots. I think the last time I checked, she of was course. up thirty thousand mail in ballots. <laughs> but I mean, you know, in a way, I'm not surprised because she won. You know, she won this summer in the primaries, right? Same deal, right? I mean, Rick had but won again, that day. Yeah. You know, to, to your point and what, what we were talking about. Don't hopefully, you know, you win by 51% and you think you have some sort of mandate. That's a huge mistake, right? You know, clearly, the, the, the clearly the LA is, isn't thrilled with what's going on or she would have won by 20 points. And don't you think it's interesting if she wins? I mean, what a make or break four years this will be. You know, if LA continues to spiral into this crime, you know, homelessness, I mean, just, it's, I mean, they have absolutely zero control of the housing market. It's, it's, it's nuts. I mean, the taxes are, although, I don't know, Angelinos continue to vote for more tax. So I guess they deserve it. But I mean, I'll be curious to see what happens. You know, oh, look, hopefully voting, Karen does voting, well. They're voting, they're voting to tax the top 0.5%. Like, they don't give a shit. Like, they don't understand the ramifications. People will leave the state. At some point, you can't keep, like, enough is enough. 
Well, right? that's what they're going to do, why right? My, yeah. I'm sorry, what? No, keep going. That's what they're going to do, right? Well, They'll drive out I'm business. I'm just saying that's and- why I completely disagree with anyone who says the Dems won or did better in this election because of policy. They're full of crap. It had everything to do with bad candidates associated with Trump. Or they were able to tie them to Trump. And maybe a few because of abortion stances. So... I know. I think I have to... I got to take it back, though. I used to think that California would really lean right, but I think they're going to go But they did. They did. They did. If a Republican candidate in California, in L.A., I mean, there's parts of California that are very red, but in L.A., San Francisco, other places, if a Republican candidate gets 49% of an election, the county did lean right. They, 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 and by the way, Bass is, she doesn't come across as a liberal. You like don't a think? Real left. She has a, she's a liberal, but she doesn't come across as, she, she's not Newsom, a progressive lefty. I know, but I, she's never a, been mayor before. I feel like, wait, wait, wait till, you know, I mean, we'll maybe see. I'm right. Or or that's what it seems like. So hopefully she understands. You got to keep your people safe and you got to let businesses thrive. That's what a mayor needs to do. Everything else is bullshit. And isn't it disappointing with Eric Adams when you see him? I think he was on 60 Minutes recently or he did something with Anderson Cooper. He's so, um, you know, he he came across when he was campaigning, you know, that he really was like decisive about decisions and all that. Mm. And now doesn't he just placate to the Democratic Party? It's he won't make any comments, which I know is politics, but he's he's no, he's no Obama. I agree. And and there's a the. Again, he's no way, 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 way too early. But Wes Moore, the governor of Maryland, so far, his answers, he's done a few interviews since becoming governor. He did one with uh, our our morning anchor, Jeanette Reyes. He's saying the right things about crime and about people who get out of jail and commit more crime. And you have to keep people safe. Yeah, but Eric Adams said all that, too. And I know, then, that's what I'm saying, way yeah. too early. I just feel this Westmore guy is much smarter, road scholar, military guy, ran a nonprofit, understands that, yes, you do have to help people in need, but you also have to keep people safe and understand that you have to create an environment where businesses can thrive. You can't do what – that's why I get so angry at Montgomery County, the county I live in's leadership. It's 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 all about – the other stuff. And listen, you need affordable housing. You need to help those who are disenfranchised. But you also have to balance that with keeping people safe, create an environment where businesses want to come into this county, where businesses that are already in this county are not overburdened by regulation and taxes and you know zoning and you know all this crazy climate stuff. And and again, I'm not saying climate change, that's It's real, but you could overburden small companies with it where it gets to a point where, why, why am I staying in this County? It doesn't make sense. So, um, so we'll see, but, um, I don't think Hogan has any chance if he runs for president. I think, uh, can't get through the primary. Just can't. No. And I mean, don't you feel like, yeah, it's all about timing, right? Which we talked about earlier. I just, I think timing and momentum, right? I just think Larry Hogan doesn't have. 
I don't think he has it. I don't think he would also be a good vice presidential candidate. Assuming, say, DeSantis won the nomination, he's not picking Larry Hogan. Um, no, he's picking a woman. He's picking someone Hispanic. He's picking somebody, uh, you know, I, I just feel like, right? Don't we feel like, you know, there's going to be some powerhouse uh, vice president? And I mean, that's the other problem for, for President Biden, right, is he has the Kamala Harris issue. It's like, I don't know, are they going to run again together? Can you get rid of her without, I mean, they, you know, the Democrats have some issues too. I mean, listen, I, I do think that, um, I mean, as it stands right now, I think you got to believe, right, that Biden runs again, right? I think so. I mean, he's doing a great job. I mean, I, I've, I've been very happy with Joe Biden. I think Joe Biden's. So I'm going to throw a name at you. If Biden doesn't run, Jared Polis, governor of Colorado. Yes, 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 very, yes. Very moderate. He uh, won strong support for the way he handled COVID. He he kind of, he was zigging when the Dems were zagging in terms of keeping everything closed and schools closed and, you know, appeasing teacher unions. He went the other way. He reopened his state. He balanced risk with, you know, safety and, and, uh, Colorado's thriving. So he's a guy, he's probably not known by a lot of people at this point, but you know, I think that's the, that's the type of person the Dems need going forward um, rather than us, you know, slick Newsom. Oh, Gavin. Gavin. I, yeah. I mean, I don't think Gavin, like we've talked about, I mean, I don't see how Gavin does well outside of California, but, I could be completely. I mean, like we said, tons well, of things I mean, that, he'd, he'd win all the true liberal states. I mean, he's going to win New England. He's certainly going to win, you know, Illinois, and he's going to win California and Oregon and New Mexico and yada. You know, the question is, can Gavin Newsom win again? Arizona, Nevada, Wisconsin, Michigan. If he's running against DeSantis, he has no chance in Florida. So really, you're down to. Arizona, Nevada, uh, Georgia, although I think if DeSantis runs, Georgia's definitely in the R column. Right next door, he's done well. Kemp being as popular as he is now, I think oh, Georgia's Texas, gone. Yeah. If, if DeSantis runs, Georgia's gone for, for the for the Democrats. Ohio's gone. It's definitely R. So, you know, if you're Newsom, you're going to have to win, or you're DeSantis, you're going to have to win Arizona, Nevada, Wisconsin, maybe Michigan, maybe Minnesota, but Gavin but probably about, wins Minnesota. I, I, to me, I just, I don't know. It would be such an interesting Newsom-Ron DeSantis race because, like, even Maine, right? I mean, Maine is so close. Like, I, I mean, I, I I feel like Maine would go red for Ron DeSantis, 100%. I think Maine would go red. I think New Hampshire would go red. So many of those states. I mean, like, yes, New England is liberal, you know, and progressive to some degree, but they're, you know, there's so a I limit. Also have, I, Victoria's absolutely going to kill I know, us today because we we're going on an hour. But let, you also have to factor in, so there's a lot of people who have moved from California to Arizona, okay, through COVID, through for tax purposes, yet they still will support Dems because the Dems in Arizona are less liberal 
than Dems in California. So they feel like because they they truly believe in the social aspect of what Democrats stand for. So they'll move to Arizona and still vote Dem, but reap the benefits of, you know, lower taxes and yeah, which is kind of same things happened in Georgia, where you've had a lot of New Yorkers move to North Carolina, Georgia, Florida to some degree. Although Florida's clearly gotten again, has Florida gotten more red? It certainly has gotten more red under DeSantis, but that doesn't mean it's red for good. So, yeah, I think these people move out of New York, right? Take take you know lower their taxes by you know a fifth, and then still vote for a Democrat, which is just they move because of the Democrats. Yet let's still vote for Democrats in these other states we moved. Crazy. All right, where anyway, do people find right. you? Patrick, GM, Fox 5, DC. <laughs> All right, we'll see you in two weeks, Patrick. Sorry, Happy Victoria. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, all right. Bye. Bye.